Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning an impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. Welcome back to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, Dozo. I'm back here with Benny as well. Hello. All right. So what are we talking about today? Today, I want to talk about creating a sellable business. Okay. Why'd you come up with that? Is that the crazy idea of the day or what? It's just like, I reckon every bloody week we have these chats internally in the academy, you know, or from the market. Like our sales team are on these triages and they're people that are just like, oh, they want to sell their studio like tomorrow. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. And it's like, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Like there are no processes. It's just them. It's barely a sellable business. It's Well, yeah, it's not. This is a, a topic near and dear to our hearts because this is something that we went through ourselves twice a, a couple of years back. It's actually a funny conversation that we had. So we, when was it? It was okay, it was just before Corona, right? Yeah. So what's that, 20, 2019? It was the January, wasn't it? It was the January. So we sat down in a coffee shop in Centennial Park to get planned out for the year, aligned for the year, two business owners to get planned out the line for the year. And we did our homework. Did our homework. Yep, you had your notes. I had my notes. We sat down, you were like, all right, what are you thinking for the year? And I said, um, I- I'm thinking we want to pull stumps and sell. What about you? Oh, I think we should buy 10 more. I'm like, all right, that's, a, that's an interesting start. <laughs> but look, the interesting thing is I talked to you around. We got to a point where we were aligned and we both decided to sell the business. You know, we had the brokers in, some nice healthy valuations, you know, multi-seven-figure valuations on the two studios. COVID came in, they were zero overnight. Devastating. Yeah. But I, I guess the lesson here is... Yeah, look, we knew they weren't worth zero. They were worth zero on paper. They were worth zero to the market. But obviously, they had some intrinsic value for us and there was some future value as well in the business. So I guess the lesson for us was we had to like almost start again and really build what was going to be a sellable business to our avatar buyer. We had to actually create that for that person who was going to eventually buy it. So yeah, what did that mean? Were they going to buy a business that the face of the business was Dozer, making every sale call, hyping up every single class, running every single team meeting? Like, absolutely not. We had to really step back and create a business, not just a studio that they were involved in heavily. That's the point. Mm. That's the point. The biggest, most heartbreaking thing that I see or hear about when I hear like the sales team have their conversations is that there are good people that have put seven years into this business and it's all going to be worth about a dollar fifty by the time they sell the damn thing. Yeah, because the, these guys, the, the, they've never built a business. They've never built a business. And then at that point in time, there's some time pressure that's going to decide the fate of their business. So for us, we made the choice that we wanted to build a saleable asset. So despite COVID, despite all that stuff, it took us 12 months from that point to, to eventually sell the first studio. And then we went on and sold the second studio 18 months. But that entire process, yeah, from go to woe, was 18 months for one of the studios. Mm. So that was... Yeah, it's not a tomorrow job. It's not going to happen overnight. 
Like it takes time to actually build the sellable business. And then the second part of it is finding the buyer. And, it, and again, it can take anywhere between up to six months at both stages of those process, even in a fast case. There's a point that I want to make here around when I dig into the conversations that the owners have with me when they're at the point where they're just like, fucking take it. Do you know someone? We literally got a message this week. Do you know someone? Do you know someone? When we get them on the phone and we actually investigate what's going on and we dig into a little bit, the question I ask them is like, where are you feeling the pain? And they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, dude, where are you feeling the pain? Where's the constraint in your life? Which bit hurts, right? And they're just like, they're not sure where I'm asking this question at the time, but in about 10 minutes, the penny drops, right? I want to tell a bit of a story just to kind of give you a different analogy. When I speak to my mate who's a real estate agent in this area, he says it happens all the time. What happens is like a seller gets to a point where they go, I'm fucking sick of this broken door. I want to sell the house. I want to sell the house. And they go, okay, they bring them in for an interview. And you know, this is when they do their pitch. And they go, why do you want to sell? And they're like, oh, the fucking the broken door. There's a window. The fence is out. You know, the pool leaks. I just, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, they've just spent, because the people are doing all these Airbnbs, they get to, you know, stay in these really nice places that's got fresh pain. And they're like, oh, it just, it just feels old. I just, I just want to change. And they go, okay, cool. So this is what we'll do. If you can just fix the broken door, fix the window, fix the fence, fix the pool and give this a lick of pain, yep. right? Then once you do that, we'll send the stylist through to style the home and get it ready for the photo shoot. And then we'll take it to market. You reckon you can do that in a couple of weeks? And they go, yeah, hundred percent. So bear in mind, they've lived there for 19 years, mm. right? So all of a sudden they fix all these things. They give the fresh lick of paint. It gets styled. They get the photos back and they go, here are the photos. You're happy with those? And they go, I don't want to sell anymore. Yeah, what a beautiful house. What, no, is that my place? <laughs> I don't want to sell anymore. Mm. The best businesses to sell are also the best ones to keep. Mm. Yeah. You should be able to get to a point where like if you sell it, it's a bonus. But like if you don't sell it, you're just receiving money every single month. So what I would encourage, you know, if you're thinking about, fuck, I take my studio off you. I, I can't help you if you want to file a sale, right? Because something happened in the studio. But I want to reframe here, right? You totally sell. Like totally sell. Like we are with you. Like we did it. We did it. We built one from scratch, sold it. That was a big one. We took one over. We built that one up. We sold that. So definitely sell. Everyone should have an exit plan, right? The holy grail of a business is an income producing asset that can operate without you, mm -hmm. right? Most people in this industry don't have a business. They've got a job. Yeah, the without you is the important part of that sentence. And it's probably the worst job in the world because they are their own boss and they're a lunatic, okay? So if you think through the lens of like, okay, what does the cash flowing asset look like without me? And if you do want to sell for a top multiple, like, and so we've talked about multiples, explain what a multiple is. Yeah, when you sell a business, it's based on a multiplier of your net profit, right? So, you know, back when we were looking at first start the process for us, the magic number was three times. Now, depends on where you're around the world, depends on what's happening. It might be slightly higher than that. It might be a little bit less than that, but that was always the holy grail yeah. for us. Three times your um, profit number. And what contributes to a higher multiple? Like what contributes to being able to sell for a higher multiple than a lower one? So if it's three versus a one. Yeah. Okay. So the under management is a big thing. If your studio is actually under management, which means you're not actually involved in you've got a manager, you've got a head trainer, the leads, the sales, everything happens without you being involved. That's under management. And that, that's an asset. It's like buying a BHP share. Like you'd have to go and dig a hole and, and pull the bloody the iron ore out of the ground if you have a BHP share, but you get a dividend. Right. The same thing. So under management means you as the owner, you're not tied to the business as an operator as well. So think about that team, right? If two studios both want to sell, they both go to market, same broker. Okay, same market, same broker, same market, and they're both doing about 500k revenue a year, and maybe they're making you know 150 grand profit, right? One of them, the head trainer is the face of the business. The head trainer, owner, operator, he's got a bunch of casuals. He does 40 shifts a week, 
and you know he's all over the Instagram, like he is the face of the business and everything. Versus you know almost like a silent owner, and then they've got a head trainer, a manager, the staff, and the team is able able to execute their growth. That's a one versus a three. So Studio A will sell for a one-time multiple, mm-hmm. which is about a hundred grand. Yep. And Studio Two will sell for maybe three hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's the only difference, right? Only difference. Same revenue, same costs. That's the difference. So this is what I want you guys to do. Firstly, it's like, yes, absolutely. First identify and first recognize that the holy grail of a business is it's an income producing asset that can operate without you. We want you to create a business. We create businesses in the academy, right? As opposed to most of the industry basically just have a job or a jail, right? So the first step in doing that is identifying, right? Whereabouts you need to start putting the processes in place where do you need to start bringing different people in mm. so that you can get towards a point of it's under management so that when it comes time to sell, you're making a lot more money because that's the jackpot. That's the holy grail. That's not, not the five bucks you're making along the way. It's what you sell it for, right? What's the message that you'd give someone who's, they're out, they're over it, they're done, you know? Okay. I would go, where's your pain, right? What is it? Where's your pain? If they go, I'm over it, and it's like, I go, this is like real talk here, I go, because I get it, I get it. Right. But I also think give lost sight of the mission, right? If you decided that you had a mission here at a purpose, you start making it about yourself, then you quit on yourself. We quit on ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Right. But if you make it about your mission and if you make it about your members, like I hate hearing about studios that close down. I think about their members. I'm sure there's a sad story in the ownership group, but I feel sorry for their members because they didn't fucking deserve that. Mm. Right. So I think firstly is like identify, like whereabouts are you over it? And it's fine if you are, if you're over it, right? Like how does the configuration need to look so you don't just have to shut your doors? Can you just give your manager a tap on the shoulder and go, why don't you buy into this business, right? Why don't you buy into this business or why don't you take this business over? Owner, you go and get yourself a job, right? To free up the cash flow that's in your business. Now it's actually making money, Mm. right? And it's probably going to be under management pretty quickly. And all of a sudden, like what was going to be a shut the doors in a month's time, you're actually starting to build an asset there. Yeah, with someone in there who's got a bit of breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what I would do is, uh, firstly, I would remove any kind of thought of just being this, being a fire sale. Do you know anyone that could buy this business? Actually start to set your business up to create a jackpot, mm-hmm. right? So like what we did was you'd have to scroll back pretty fucking far to find my fat head on the Instagram of either of those studios because we were setting it up to sell. Like the buyers, they yeah. were sniffing around. We were like, those are, those are who? Yeah. Like wasn't even there. I wasn't creating a lead. I wasn't making the sale. I wasn't doing the rollovers. I'd lost the bloody password to my body. I didn't even know what it was anymore. Again, and that was like super intentional. And in our minds, we almost had to do like six months of that. Yeah. And look, in a perfect world, you want 12 months of financials to give to your broker or give to the buyer. 12 months of financials where you're not attached to any of those KPIs. Yeah. We got six. Six is enough. Six is enough to show a clean sheet of like a business being under That's the other one too. Clean your financials up. So many studios can't actually sell because there's three different businesses in one entity and all that. Yeah. So if anyone listening right now who's got like their two gyms under one zero, like just do it now because it's going to come back and haunt you. It could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars in a couple of years time. So if you think you really want to sell, think back to my real estate analogy, someone that wants to sell their home, right? You've probably got some shit that you need to fix at your studio. Like, absolutely sell. I'm not saying not to sell. Sell, but sell later. If you can handle it, sell a bit later when you can sell it for more money because otherwise the last seven years have been worth nothing, right? Sell it for later and just start fixing up those leaks in your business. Start fixing up those leaks in your business. Give it a bit of a zhuzh up. Give it a zhuzh up. Send the stylist through, right? Bring your manager involved. And all of a sudden, do you know what? If you fix the leads leak, shit, you fix the sales leak, you fix the rollover leak, you fix the churn leak, and now you fix the operational leak because your manager's actually doing all that. Pretty soon- the best businesses to sell are also the best ones to keep. Mm. You might look at it differently, yep. right? And you could be doing something else. You know, someone messaged me the other week and they're like, I just want to do something else. 
we can do that. Just put the business under management and just get the cash flow. But that's what it is. That's what it's there for. And it can be done. We see it all the time. It can be done. Like you don't have to accept being you know, tied to your gym 24-7. Yeah. Now, this isn't going to save you if you're completely done. Mm. If you're completely done, shut the fucking door. I don't care about it. I'm from the lottery. Whatever. This is a different chat. Okay. What should our audience do if they're not sure where the leak is? They're not sure where the leak is. Make it super easy for you guys. Jump on us, share a breakthrough call with me. It'll take 15 minutes. We'll have a bit of a brainstorm. I'll ask you a couple of questions and we'll find out like the biggest leak in your business. And I'll give you some free advice around what you can start to do starting right now to fix it. So then what happens is as you start to fix them, as you start to fix these leaks, you build the system. So then it replaces you from those leaks. And then you just start moving up the tree one by one. And then pretty soon you can actually have the optionality, which is the holy grail, of actually not being in the business anymore. And now you've got a cash producing asset, happy days, and you can do whatever you want. So yeah, from here, guys, if you're not sure, if you're hurting somewhere, if you're bleeding somewhere, you know, your version of which door is broken, which pool's leaking, I can help you find that. So just jump on a call with me. It'll take 15 minutes. We have a quick look at your business and send you on the right way to actually fixing it up. My goal for this episode is that we've just helped more people sell for higher multiple. How good would that be? That'd be I'd love that. I would love to hear from you. If you've taken something out of this episode that you're going to do, message me, right? Or I don't care if you listen to this like a year from now, if this one episode has helped you sell for higher multiples, I also want to know. Because mm, that would be epic. That would love, love to hear from you. Aside from that, if anything that we mentioned in this episode is something that you think someone else needs to hear, please share it with them. Please share it with them. We want to help as many people as we can in this industry, particularly sell for higher multiples, to make all of this worth it. Because the thing is, like you're out there helping all these people. We want to help you. We want to help you. Exactly right. So with that, love you guys. Appreciate you guys if you're giving us the time of day in your ears. We love hearing your advice. We love hearing your feedback. We love seeing your reviews. Honestly, it touches us very, very deeply. So thank you so much. Love you lots. See ya. And we'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.